Do you like free stuff? I do. BlueprintMCAT.com. Go sign up for a free account. Get access to Blueprint MCAT's Diagnostic, Blueprint MCAT's Full Length One, Blueprint MCAT's amazing brand new space repetition platform with over 1,600 flashcards already made for you, as well as their amazing study planner tool. Schedule out the content so you know if you are on track to take the MCAT when you need to. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com for all of those free goodies. The MCAT Podcast, session number 27. A collaboration between the medical school headquarters and Blueprint MCAT. The MCAT Podcast is free MCAT prep to help you understand the MCAT, teach you how to break down questions, and give you the skills and confidence to get the score you want on your MCAT test day. Learn more about Blueprint MCAT at blueprintprep.com slash MCAT. A medical student. I always say call yourself a physician, but <laughs> getting through this test is really to call yourself a medical student. Maybe I'll change that. All right. Welcome back to the MCAT podcast. If this is your first time here, or if it's not your first time, no, if it's not your first time, if it is your first time, welcome to the MCAT podcast. Usually I know what I'm saying, so I apologize for being a little scatterbrained today. I hope you are having a great week, and I'm thankful that you're taking some time to listen to us here today on the MCAT podcast. Let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, Brian, this week we're going to see how much we can continue to bang our heads on the tables with questions to see how, how smart we are. There you go. We're going to do some psych uh discrete questions, independent questions this time around to, to wrap up this batch of, of practice question podcasts. So as always, get the handout, go to the show page. If you can read along, it'll be a lot easier to work with. Uh, if you're listening, I'm going to go ahead and read the question for you. So we'll start with number 12 here. A psychiatrist performing a mental exam shows a list of 10 unrelated images to the patient and asks the patient to memorize them. The exam continues, and a few minutes later, the psychiatrist requests that the patient describe as many images as he can recall. If most of the remembered images come from the beginning and end of the list, this is an example of, okay, list of 10 images, most remembered come from the beginning and end. Okay, so what does it mean for our memory when we can remember things at the beginning or we can remember things at the end? The answer choices are the recency effect, the serial position effect. The cognitive bias effect, the primacy effect. And so beginning and end of a list, in other words, what position you are in a list has an effect on your ability to remember it. Well, that's the classic example of the serial position effect. Now, the trap here is the answer, the, the wrong answers, the recency effect and the primacy effect. So in this case, the recency effect is your ability to remember the thing you heard most recently, meaning the thing at the end of the list. So answer choice A is only like half of what the question described, the thing at the end of the list. And the primacy effect, answer choice D, that's your ability to always remember the very first thing, right? That The first impression you had of a person, the, the first shot in a movie, the first item in a list is the primacy effect. So notice A and D are, are kind of there, but they only describe half of it. To really capture both the beginning and end of the list, you need the serial position effect. All right. That's an easy one. There you go. Okay, number 13. Another long one here. I'll read it for us. So we have uh, a physician accepts a job as a hospitalist and finds that for the first several months of work, most of her effort is spent in coming to understand the mechanisms 
by which doctors, patients, insurance companies, the government at federal and local levels, health insurers interact to deliver and pay for care. She particularly notes the influence by the hospital's legal department often supersedes that of other important administrators who hold MDs. Her experiences and observations most closely reflect what theory of sociology, functionalism, conflict theory, feminist theory, symbolic interactionism. So, again, the question, several months understanding the mechanisms by which doctors, patients, insurance companies, the government, and health insurers interact to deliver and pay for care and the influence of the legal department. So I really like this question because most uh, uh, <laughs> a slight plurality of our students actually picked conflict theory, which is not the right answer. So I think by throwing in that little bit of a trick there about the legal department at the end um, and how maybe pre-meds don't have the, the best view of kind of lawyers <laughs> in the legal system, they, they think kind of negative conflict and they it's jump right to conflict pre -meds. It's not just pre-meds. <laughs> sure. Right. There you go. Yeah. So um, – you got to look really, though, at the situation being described is multiple interacting systems, insurance companies, doctors, patients, um, all working together to deliver care. And that's functionalism, the sociological theory that examines social structures as a series of interacting mechanisms to achieve whatever function they're trying to achieve. Makes sense. Yep, absolutely. So again, got to know the names of theories. This this one here where the answer choices are literally just names of theories. You know, sometimes students feel a little kind of surprised by that when they first see the psych social section because they think they're so used to the idea of M the MCAT being very focused on like lengthy, tricky answer choices that might involve multiple steps of analysis. But the psych social psych soch section uh, is, is really just famous for this. Lots of pure, can you recall all the names of these theories, recall the names of these people, and so on. So let's, let's do one more that's like that. Can you recall the name of a theory? Question number 26. A woman walking to work sees a group of people on the street staring at an open manhole. She stops to join them in staring down at the open manhole. Her I don't know why it strikes me as funny. <laughs> just picturing it. Yeah, it's something I would do. Just walking along, I don't really want to go to work. I'm kind of procrastinating. Yeah. Oh, what's in that manhole? What's going on over there? <laughs> hey, right. Okay, so her behavior is an example of the bystander effect, de-individuation, conformity, groupthink. And so here, you see other people doing a behavior and you go right along with that behavior. That would be conformity. Answer choice C. These other ones are definitely ones that we need to know, though. The bystander effect. Uh, the bystander effect is uh, the diffusion of responsibility that happens when there are other people around. So all of you who I'm sure have had to take maybe some, some you know, CPR classes at some point, you don't say somebody call 911. You pick one person. You point at him and you say, you call 911 right now. Uh, in, in the dinosaur ages when I was learning, before everybody had a cell phone, they actually taught you to say, you, go call 911 and come back. Yep. Because the thought was you'd have to go somewhere <laughs> to, to call 911. And then by telling them to come back, it created responsibility for that one person. Because if you don't, the bystander effect says if there's all these other bystanders around, then the, the responsibility will just be diffused to everybody and nobody will do anything. Yeah. 
Yep. Deindividuation is that's the sense of just losing your own individual sense of self and sense of responsibility in a crowd. Think of, you know, the kind of mob mentality phenomenon. Uh, and then lastly, groupthink is a particular kind of social phenomena where a group starts to view itself as um, almost completely infallible and everybody starts thinking the same and no, no dissent you know, no conflict is permitted within the group because everybody places such a high premium on the, the, the conformity and supposed superiority of the group that's having group think. It's almost like student doctor network, but then you talked about the conflict, and there's a lot of conflict within student doctor network. So, <laughs> Although there's a whole lot of de-individuation, right? People say things that they would never say in polite <laughs> company to someone's face because the anonymity of the internet lets people lose that individual sense of responsibility. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, like the, the recent season of South Park, right? <laughs> Just anonymity breeds a very sort of poor de-individuation sense of responsibility. That show's still on? Yeah, believe it or not. Wow, it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's uh, up there with The Simpsons, I guess. Yeah, it's old enough to vote now, I think. Or, <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, Brian, thank you again for another awesome set of questions. Absolutely. I'll see everybody next week. Okay, that wraps up another MCAT podcast. Thanks, Brian, for joining me, and thank you for listening I would love for you to check out everything that Next Step is doing, whether it's one-on-one tutoring, checking out their books, their full-length practice tests, or their awesome new class. It has a ton of information, live office hours with the people that actually wrote the class and the tests and everything that Next Step has to offer. It's not just a student of the week that's running the class Go check it out. It's cheaper than the other companies out there and it has a lot more to offer. Next step, MCAT.com. Use the promo code MCATPOD, M-C-A-T-P-O-D, all capital letters, to save some money. I hope to see you next week here at the MCAT Podcast. (laughs) 